can an up-to-date insurance design CRM system help you to do more with less, meet increased client expectations, and drive new sales? We'll find out on this episode of Shift Shapers. Change either paralyzes or energizes. The choice is yours. You're listening to the Shift Shapers podcast. You're about to learn firsthand from businesses and entrepreneurs who have successfully shaped the shifts in their industries. Get ready to become the change that you want to see. Here's your host and chief transformation strategist, David Saltzman. This episode of the Shift Shapers podcast is brought to you by Captivated Health, a captive insurance arrangement designed specifically for educational institutions. If you have clients in that vertical, you know the healthcare deck has been stacked against them. Today, Captivated Health offers the stability, control, and savings they've been waiting for. For more information, go to www.captivatedhealth.com or click on the company logo on the Shift Shapers website. On this episode of Shift Shapers, we're speaking with Ryan Penny. Ryan is president of Insurio Technologies. And one of the recurring themes that you will have noticed if you're a longtime listener is all about how in today's age of doing more with less, you can become both more effective and efficient. And some of the tools that are coming to market and some of the thought processes you need to go through to implement those tools in order to get more effective and efficient. So with that, welcome, Ryan. Thanks, David. Appreciate you having me on the podcast today. Great to have you back. There was one study that I saw recently, maybe this is a good jumping off point, that in general, salespeople spend less than 40% of their time actually selling. Does that reflect your study of the benefits industry or is it better or worse or about the same? You know, I think that's probably pretty accurate. I think a couple of things have, have led to that uh, shift away from sales. You know, a lot of salespeople today are being asked to do more ad- administrative tasks, especially in the insurance industry where, you know, applications and underwriting and that kind of the processing of the sale after the, the initial sale is made, a lot of times it's falling back to the agent. And so it definitely takes away from their ability to be effective in sales or as effective as they could be, maybe if they had better systems and processes. You know, I was amazed a few years back, I was doing a marketing project for a BGA in the Southeastern US and we started talking about applications and it, it's been a few years since I've sold life insurance for sure. And they were telling me that applications are now 30 or 35 pages long. And of course, all the ACA paperwork and all the additional stuff that we have to do has just made that way harder. Now, I know there are systems on that side, but have systems started flowing into that age old kind of basic prospecting, keeping track of prospects, how you communicate, et cetera? Is there stuff coming to market we should know about? You know, I think there's a couple things that have taken place and I think we're in a good spot as far as where the industry is today, it's a lot better than where it was just a, a couple of years ago. We still have a lot of work to do as an industry to kind of get caught up with the rest of the automated and mechanized sales world. But, you know, if you think about where we are today, we have access to CRM systems, which can help with managing clientele and keeping track of follow-ups and to-dos that you may have with a specific client. We also have drop ticket application systems, whether they're carrier based or from a BGA or some other third party that definitely helps streamline the application process and kind of eliminate that 30 or 35 pages. You also have uh, an increase in marketing capabilities. 
I think sometimes the marketing capabilities are being maybe overly leveraged or used incorrectly, but they're still there. And they definitely help when it comes time to staying topical or top of mind with your client and especially help in that prospecting phase where you're bringing a new prospect or a new lead on board as a potential client. And so when you kind of look at those three things together, the best agents and advisors out there, the ones that are kind of the most tech savvy and forward thinking have had these tools for a couple of years, maybe as many as five or six from an industry perspective. And, you know, I think the rest of us that maybe not be there today are as we catch up will be much more efficient. And so hopefully we'll see that 40% number that you referenced, you know, go back to where it should be, which is a good salesperson focus on the right tasks, should be spending 70 or 80 or even 90% of their time on sales and or prospecting versus administrative tasks. If I'm one of the 95 or 96 or 97% of folks who really haven't modernized that part of my practice yet, and I've been in business for a while, which you know most of our listeners have scads of clients and prospects and suspects and all of those great things. And some of them are still using things like Al Granum's one card system, which is a great system, but it only goes just so far. If I'm sitting in that position, what do I need to do? Do I need to build out a battle plan for how to start bringing technology to what I'm doing? What's that process like? How do you advise advisors? Yeah, that's a really good question. And I think the biggest challenge is that our industry is older. I mean, the average age of, of an insurance agent today in the U.S. is somewhere between 55 and 57, depending on which study or which association group you're looking at the information from. And so that that's a, a different segment of the world and definitely a different segment of kind of the familiarity with computer and technology. And so I think that's the reason you see things like the one card method still being very popular. It's because it was something they learned 20 or 30 or 40 years ago, a lot of times somewhere else and maybe being called something different, but still it's familiar. And so when you start adding technology into the mix, I think that the challenge that most advisors have is that they're trying to figure out how to balance not only being a good advisor and staying kind of up to speed on industry trends and products and services, but also how do you then balance that against the technology requirement? And so one of the things that we typically talk about when we're communicating to an advisor who wants to potentially move that way or or wants to start using technology to be more effective is really finding out where they sit in in the kind of the spectrum of having good client data. And it's amazing to me how many people don't actually have good client data. And so I think the the biggest challenge for an advisor who didn't think this way initially or wasn't kind of organized initially is for them is going to find that data. And there's some ways that they can get that. They can go to the carrier that they maybe do business with. If they do business on an independent scale where it's with multiple carriers, it takes a little more time. But but they can actually go and, and request a you know an enforced block of business report from the carriers typically and get at least basic data. And once you have that basic data, then compiling it into you know a CRM platform or some other mechanized client management or lead management system is really the next step. Is there such a thing, you, you talk about having good client data, is there such a thing as having too much client data? Yeah, you know, I think that too much is definitely a possibility, but only because I think most people don't organize data properly. And so it's really easy to to have a lot of data. And because you couldn't think of a better way to do it, or maybe you didn't have the tools to do it in a different way, that it gets overly complicated. And it's interesting, I was just helping 
an agency who has about 8,000 clients. They're primarily a benefits agency. I was helping them migrate their data into our CRM platform. And basically what the problem was is that they had the same client listed in their in their data three, four, five, six times because they would basically list each occurrence of how they interacted with this client as a new as a new client data point. So they had, you know, Bill Smith, but then it was Bill Smith and then the church that he attended. Then it was Bill Smith and the business that he was part of. And then it was Bill Smith as the individual client. And then it was Bill Smith as the husband of Mary Smith. And so when you look at that, they made a lot of really redundant data because they were trying to basically track other places that they could maybe interact or or market to this client and prospect. And really a good CRM platform and good database management today would say that instead of doing it as five or six contacts, you would do it instead as one contact and then have five or six you know, marketing tags or some other related searchable field that you can use to help segment your lists as you're looking for opportunities. So if I'm an advisor and, and I've got a practice like the one that you're referencing, the, here's the chicken and egg question. I know a lot of people get stuck on this. What comes first, deciding which CRM system you want to use or getting your data cleaned up? It's a great question. And I would say you need to do both. And as far as which one is is first, I think that probably cleaning up your data is the bigger challenge for a lot of advisors. And so because it's the bigger challenge, I would almost encourage them to look at the various CRM platforms and other management systems out there. Because a lot of times those platforms have their own kind of idiosyncrasies where they want to structure data in a specific way to, to utilize some of the other components of the system. And so instead of having to kind of take your data and massage it into place once and then find out that you've massaged the wrong direction to fit into the CRM that you then select, I would almost tell you to look at the CRM systems first, get an idea of which one you prefer, and then start kind of migrating your data that way. The nice thing about it is you don't have to move everything all at once. A good CRM platform, regardless of the manufacturer, good CRM platform is going to allow you to put in data as like an upload of, of a large set of data. So typically from like an Excel or CSV file, but then it's also going to allow you over time to manipulate that data and add things to it to make it more valuable. And so don't feel like you need to do it all at once would probably be the first statement I would make. And then once you decide what you want to do, just start slowly moving forward. And again, you know, think about it logically from the perspective of, okay, you have a client or a prospect. What do you want to do with them next really should be the, the question that helps you determine how you need to sort or format your data. And now a word from our sponsor. Captivated Health is a single source solution for your clients and prospects who are in the education vertical. The founders of Captivated Health have nearly 20 years' experience working with educational institutions, and over that time, they've developed a keen understanding of the unique problems these clients experience. Frustrated by a lack of control, the unpredictability of ever-increasing healthcare costs, and the pressures and regulations of the Affordable Care Act, these groups have been adrift in the fully insured commercial marketplace until now. Captivated Health has built a program that solves those problems, and it does so with virtually no disruption to faculty and staff while saving clients millions of dollars. We wanted you to be among the first to know that Captivated Health is building a national distribution partner network so you can bring this cutting-edge solution to the educational clients you advise. 
To learn more about the Captivated Health Solution, go to their website at www.captivatedhealth.com or click on their logo on the Shift Shapers website. And now, back to our interview. There are a dizzying array of CRM systems out there, and some of them are general. Are there some today that are made specifically for agency use, and how does one go about evaluating all of those? It's the million-dollar question. I think you know one of the challenges we have is that in the CRM world, you're right, there are kind of the generalists out there, and probably the, the most well-known is something like Salesforce, where you know it's kind of the CRM for everybody. The challenge we have in it in the insurance and financial services space is that we have a lot of things that a typical CRM, a general that kind of generalist platform, isn't going to help you do. You know, it'll help you manage the contact, but we a lot of times need to go a step further, which is not only manage the contact, but then manage the related policies or financial products that that contact has or or has purchased from us. And so I think for most people in our industry, a general CRM platform really falls short. And you've seen this kind of with the carriers, a lot of the carriers and a lot of the larger organizations have tried to take, you know, something like Salesforce. And then because they realize this shortcoming, they spend a lot of time and money and effort trying to customize it and add functionality to it to make it better for insurance and financial advisors. On the flip side, you also have now this new kind of crop of insurance or financial specific CRM platforms. And there's a couple of varieties of these and they, and they tend to follow along the same lines, at least so far, which is that they tend to gravitate to being focus specific. So there are a couple really good life insurance ones. There are a couple really good financial advisor based ones, you know, managing assets under management, for example. And then there's also a handful that are health and or PNC based. What the challenge I think is, is as those platforms grow and mature, eventually one or more of them will have to start crossing the line to where they're trying to be a broader solution. Because oftentimes a life insurance advisor or a life insurance agent is oftentimes a PNC agent or a financial advisor as well and has assets under management. And so you really need a tool that can do an effective job of managing both. And I think that's one place in the industry where it's a little bit farther behind, but it's because there's a lot of moving parts to go with each aspect or focus of the advisor inside of the industry. We've talked a little bit about dealing with your existing clientele and the existing data that you have. How do these systems help advisors move from the prospecting through the sales cycle and maximize their sales time? Well, you know, I think if you're looking at a system like ours, just as an example, the platform itself is all status rules driven. And this is kind of, there's two kind of functions or formats that most CRMs fall in. One is task driven, moving from task A to task B. And then there's a second variety, which is more rules driven, which is how we kind of look at our platform. It's based on a status. So if I have a new lead who has come into my system from whatever methodology I collected them, the status rules that we have in place help drive that sell. So they might include things like emails or text messages to welcome that new leader prospect, to identify who we are and what we do and how we kind of do it. And then it also is going to start generating tasks for the advisor to make a phone call or follow up. And as you move through the process, 
and kind of move through the next status in the in the order, new tasks will be generated and new automatic communications will be generated. So if you think about it, a good CRM system does two things. It doesn't not only does it manage your your information, which is really important, but then it helps you use and implement that information in a logical format designed to reach a specific goal. In our industry, that should be taking that lead or prospect to being educated and ultimately making a purchase. And then at the very end of it, becoming a client that you can then cross sell, cross market, and and even ask for referrals from. So in addition to having the benefit for advisors of stopping and looking at their system and then cleaning up their client data, figuring out their system rules, this whole notion of looking at your sales cycle, do these systems come with prearranged rules, talking about things being rules-driven rather than task-based driven, or do they afford you the opportunity to, to kind of build it the way your agency operates? Because as you and I know, if you've seen one agency, you've seen one agency. Yeah. Everyone tends to have their own process and they think their process is the best. And and so I think the majority of these systems allow you and really are designed to have you customize your own process. There are some out there as well that also have pre-built rules and kind of a that foundation or starting point and you can modify from there. So you don't have to be overwhelmed as an advisor thinking, oh my gosh, how am I going to build this from the ground up and what do I have to do? You can find systems that have pre-built rules and pre-built statuses and pre-built email templates that will help you along that way. Or you can go the other direction, which is I know exactly what I want and I want to build all my own stuff from scratch and you can do that too. I think the best systems allow for both. And so, you you know, as an advisor, I would say look around because there's a big difference between platforms. Some are only do it yourself. Some are only use the rules that the system has pre-built in. And then I think the best variety are the ones that have both, which is pre-built solution, kind of an agency in a box, if you will, as well as the ability to customize from there based on what you as the user want or need or, or whatever your unique sales process happens to be. And we've got a couple of minutes left. And I know one of the things that folks used to struggle with with CRM systems was hardware or platform-based. Is almost everything today cloud-based? And does that afford enough security for folks who are HIPAA conscious? You know, it's, it's a great question. I think there's two aspects there. One is all of the newer platforms, kind of the more modern platforms are web-based. There's still some of the older systems. They're still quite good that are designed to be installed locally. The challenge with those that are installed locally versus those that are installed in the cloud and is kind of to your point of security. And, you know, I think the initial thought is, of, well, if I've got it in my office, it's it's secure. But the reality is, is that's probably the least secure methodology to have your data being stored. In. And that will probably come as a surprise to a lot of people. But you know, with the rise of phishing emails and data piracy, as well as tools today that hackers are using to basically lock your data and you have to pay a ransom, it's called ransomware these days. A lot of that is directed at desktop computers and systems that you control locally at the maybe the agency level. And so the cloud-based platforms, they obviously have their inherent risks, which is they can be hacked just like anything else. I mean, we've seen that with some of the biggest companies in the world and even the president of the United States a few years ago had his, you know, his email hacked. So I think when you look at that, that you, you have to decide where you want the risk to reside and, and who you want the security burden to rely on or, or be placed upon. And so 
I would tell you that I think that the web-based tools, they're obviously more accessible because you have them wherever you want to go or be. And I think they bring in an additional level of compliance and security as well as another party that ultimately could be held liable if there is some sort of breach. And so I think that, you know, a small agency or, or someone, an individual advisor, a lot of times doesn't have the resources or even the know-how or the, the knowledge that they need to do some of the things security related. So again, when you're talking to whatever vendor you tend to lean towards or you want to get more information from, ask about things about how they maintain data security and what processes they do. Some of the things that you should hear as an advisor is that they're HIPAA and HIPAA high-tech compliant or that they're SSAE 16 or SAS 70 compliant, or that they follow the Graham-Bleach-Bliley Act. And that, you know, there's a couple other things there that get a little more technical, but what you're looking for is somebody that's actually taken the effort and the time to secure the data to the, the current standards required by law, as well as taking the additional steps of doing things like penetration testing and hosting your data securely in a, you know, a data center that also has security and encryption processes in place. And I think if you're not hearing those words or they're not putting that out there in front of you or they're not talking about it, that would be a red flag for me just because I think that there's a lot of tools that are great, but don't necessarily understand the requirements that we have as an industry to maintain that client data security, as well as protect some of the information that we have that the typical CRM platform wouldn't be used to dealing with. And that would be specific to things like health information. So ask the security question. And then if you're not an expert yourself, go find yourself an attorney to review the documents of the vendor that you're considering. Yeah, for sure. And, and you know, again, a good CRM platform, they're going to put a lot of that stuff right up on their website to make you, you know, feel comfortable with what they're talking about. And there's probably a lot of things, like I said, that are way outside the scope or realm of what a typical advisor would even be thinking about. You want to make sure that they're as a minimum that they're HIPAA compliant. Great place to end our interview for today. Ryan Penny, president of Insurio Technologies. Ryan, thank you for sharing your expertise with the Shift Shapers audience. Thanks, David. I was glad to do it. The Shift Shapers podcast is a production of Strategic Vision Publishing and David Saltzman. This podcast may not be reproduced in any form, in whole or in part, without the express written permission of the producers. All rights reserved.